This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live at yeah, Five, sorry, Live at yeah. Five. Yeah. So, uh, oh, turn that down. I've been doing this so long, I still can't get my act together. Just awful. Uh, pretty open foot. Oh, what, what do I say? Footloose, footloose type of show. Lighthearted. I don't know why. It's Tuesday. Uh, so why not? Starting with this uh, story I wanted to share with you yesterday. I did not. So many things to talk about yesterday. And I forgot to talk about other things that I should have been talking about. Anyway, uh, this would be fun. Because yesterday, it was uh, uh, a day ago, uh, and as of right now, I realized, or at least uh, now before I got on yesterday, I realized that uh, this whole coughing issue isn't what I thought it was. Uh, make that clear. Yesterday, I, you know, up until yesterday, I thought if I got the diagnosis of, uh, you know, get your, get your life in order, I, I'd probably believe him. There's nothing, you know, again, it's amazing how a small ailment can feel like it's the end of days. Now, I'm not out of the woods, but I feel a hell of a lot better. And uh, I, just for the record, uh, I don't think you're ever going to hear me cough in the air again, unless, you know, somehow or other, you know, China comes up with another disease that, uh, you know, floats in the air like a, like a bad Dustin Hoffman movie where everyone looks like they're running around in a bee suit or something. What was that? Outback? What was the name of that movie again? Outbreak. Worst movie ever. Uh, actually, they were worse than that. <clears throat> so anyway, it's uh, 10 minutes after 5 o'clock. Yesterday, I was going to share this story with you. I am not a fisherman, but I, in recent years, I kind of gotten more interest in fishing because of this new uh, you know, uh, 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 excitement that we've seen up in the river area, of course, eastern Lake Ontario, where we are, in the Thousand Islands region, on the uptick of, uh, of tournaments, of big tournaments, not just, you know, Joe Schmo tur tournaments like I'm about to show you, although this was a, you know, respectable, respectable tournament where the earnings was, uh, uh, was $5,000 to the winner. But uh, I don't know if you guys read this, but uh, a pair of uh, fishermen from Pennsylvania were stripped of their $5,000 tournament win after judges in Ohio discovered that they had put lead weights inside their catch. Uh, also faced the wrath of a furious crowd in front. I don't know what's worse, the embarrassment. Oh, everything's bad about this story. Now, granted, $5,000, you know, you're not going to walk over $5,000. You know, and I don't know if, if, if one would you know, attempt to do the same in a bigger tournament. I guess the, I guess the thought pattern here, these guys might have gotten away with this before. Or they figured since it, was, it wasn't like the, you know, the, uh, the, the Bass Pro uh, you know, tournament where we're, you know, it's on ESPN. They're not going to try to get away with it in that. They know there's probably a higher level of, of you know, people that are going to say, oh, no, you're not going get to get away with that here. But you could. 
at Joe Schmo fishing tournament off some crappy lake in Ohio. Sorry for saying that. But nonetheless, uh, these guys actually put weights in their winnings. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming a respectable-looking fish. They're not going to put it in a guppy. And that in itself would, would weigh or uh, outweigh the competitor. You walk away with five grand. That's got to be. When you, one, if, when you do that, that's bad. That's a new low. I mean, there are a lot of lows. Pushing someone off a subway platform, that's pretty low. Um, you know, cheating on the government, low, but not as bad as pushing someone off a turn, you know, off a, a subway platform. When you go out of your way to you and your brother to go to a tournament in another state and say, look, if we get close, if we have a respectable looking fish, you, let's, I don't know what they used, but whatever they did, they shoved it inside the fish and it was discovered. And it, the shame that must have went through their heads. I, I, I'd rather, you know, I, at that point, you might as well just cut my head off like I'm in the French Revolution or something. That's got to be a new low in their lives. Caught trying to win. Here it is. They're up there. Like, oh, wow. Look at these guys are good for Pennsylvania. After further review, though, we found like $6 worth of nickels inside one of them. And, and they did it in front of the crowd. You got to look that story up. Uh, the duo's catch weighed 33 pounds, nearly double what they nearest competitor. That's even worse. I mean, if you're going to do it, just... Um, but the extreme difference in weight spread apparently caused concern, no doubt. It was 33 pounds, nearly double. So the other guy probably had, what, 17 pounds? And they come up there with 33 pounds. Hopefully this is going to be on that show, The World's Dumbest. <laughs> I, I, I could watch that show like odd infinite. I could watch that fa forever. But this has to be up there. And the crowd got really upset. Uh, they found lead sinkers. I thought they'd throw, like, nickels in there. And it was realized by the two fishermen stuffed the weights inside their cats to make them weigh uh, so they could win the tournament. After cutting the fish open, uh, Fisher abruptly announced, oh, they announced to the crowd, we got weights on the fish! Oh, boy, that moment. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? It's, it's right here. Uh, let's sh i got to share this with you, folks. There's a YouTube video here. Hopefully it doesn't come out with an ad first. Let me just get through the fluff. Let's see if, that, if an ad pops up. You know, I've noticed a lot of this. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's, it's not going to be an ad. This is great stuff. No, let's, let me go back. I must have looked at it before and forgot it was on. So let me go back. Sorry, bad radio. All right, let me pot this up and see what this sounds like. This is the walleye cheaters busted in front of the crowd. Good work, guys. You got to tell us how you guys caught these fish, man. Tell us how you got them today. Everybody's struggling. You guys pulled it out. Good work. You want to guess how we got them? If I had to guess how you got them, you drove all the way over to Lorraine and you fished your stomping grounds and you guys beat them up in Beaver. That's that's your spot. No, we went east. This east? Snap weights and crankbaits, like always. That's your staple. Snap baits or snap weights and crankbaits. We're digging the mud, right? Okay, so and I'm sorry for this because the video itself is like 15 minutes long, so I'm not going to bore you with that. Let's see if they if we can get past the part where they actually get caught. For uh, Team USA in the Predator World Championship, so I'm um, pretty really really excited for the opportunity. Okay, uh, so no, they haven't found out yet. So that's at the five minute mark. Let's go to the seven minute mark. Sorry for the suspense. About 45 miles one way through all that stuff. Uh, they're still talking about this, and let's go all the way to the end. See what happens there. We're at the uh, 11 minute mark out of 50. And let's see if it happens. Looks like everyone left. So now we go back. You know, this is interesting. Team, second place, Fat Five. Oh, whatever. I won't get to it. Sometimes this is when you shuffle through other things. You're like, okay, this is the usual. 
She arrives, and then, okay, and then, uh, no, sorry, just kidding. Anyway, check that out. Walleye Cheaters uh, busted and got caught. New, new low. Uh, here, uh, at least described half-assed uh, way on the Live at Five show. 15 minutes after the hour. Um, tomorrow is the big debate between uh, Susan Duffy and, uh, and Scott Gray. And by the way, I thought it was today. I'm sorry, but it's tomorrow. So what they're going to do is they're going to, uh, I believe, the debate is one hour. Did I hear that right? Whatever it is, it's going to be uh, recorded tomorrow and for all to see tomorrow night. So uh, I just wanted to correct myself on that. Uh, and, and so that that would be. And the other thing, I I, I had an article with uh, emailed to, to myself, and I can't remember it now. But I I could talk out loud with respects to uh, what I heard or saw rather the other night uh, during the uh, the Watertown football game. And Watertown, by the way, won. They beat Ithaca. Ithaca got traveled up here. What there was that two and a half three hours to get here. And uh, after a really bad loss, Watertown, of course, a young team. They performed very well on the field. What I was shocked at was that the, uh, the crowd didn't get into the win at all at any time. Maybe at the very beginning of the game, it was homecoming night, which was great because the place was packed. It really was. Uh, but uh, there were times when you know, here was the uh, they were, uh, crucial third down moments. You know, things when hometown crowds, I don't care if there's 10 people in the stands, but mostly at high school games at Carthage, Indian River, South Jeff, even if the team is losing, they're still going to be you know, engaged in the game. And, and I just, just as a footnote, I just wanted to say, wow, this is no one's fault, but I just, I couldn't believe the level of, like, media, like, no one cared. And uh, people stayed to the very end. It's not like people left after the festivities at halftime, you know, seeing all the, the parents with their seniors and, and uh, from, the, from the team and the cheerleaders. That's great. And everyone uh, participated in it. But no, no outpour. It felt like I was watching, you know, part of, uh, of Fast Times with Richmond High or something. Uh, so, anyways, Watertown won the game. Uh, by nice margin, they really, they really, and uh, Ithaca, of course, rebuilding, I guess. Uh, but all, 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 all way th- uh, throughout the whole game, it was, it was all Watertown. But for some reason or other, Watertown fans weren't into it. If anyone else noticed that, I, I was doing the broadcast. A couple of people commented. Someone said she had been there earlier in the game. Um, but whatever. But the one thing I noticed, uh, the North Country teams always, m- most of them, I shouldn't say all of them, always kneel when the other opposing team's uh, player is down, for whichever reason. It could be, you know, a cramp, whatever. If anyone's down, no one really knows. No, no one has to care uh, other than someone's down for a reason. So everyone on the, on the uh, like, Watertown Cyclones do it. A lot of teams do it. Uh, but for some reason or other, uh, other teams outside, it seems like the majority of the teams don't do it. Now, I'm not saying it, it's good or bad if they don't, but it seems odd that some do and some don't. And so I, I, I thought that might have been kind of a rule by, I guess, a suggestion. But a lot of teams don't, don't, don't do it. And some, sometimes it happens outside football. Sometimes, I heard last night, there was a girl that got knocked, almost knocked out for like 10, 15 minutes. And the opposing team just, did, you know, it, it seemed like it was business as usual. So, I, again, I just heard from a couple of fans, uh, and, and people contact me because I'm the guy that does the radio. Uh, check that, this, this show. And, of course, the, uh, the broadcast on Friday night, and I've been doing it for some time now. So, I, someone tell me, is there an unwritten rule, or is this something new, or, or is it kind of like a, a prerequisite for people to, from the opposing team to respect that or not? Or should it be across the board for that matter? If not, if, 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 uh, if not all the teams are doing it, it should be required. I think it's a, it's a matter of respect. Uh, and, you know, after what happened in this past week when the guy had to be carted off in the, uh, uh, actually, it was, yeah, last Thursday in the Miami game, I thought that was in itself really uh, 
tough to watch because, but the guy's all right. But the question there was, he got hurt the previous Sunday, and just four days later, he's playing a game. Why should he be out there? Uh, so in that case, obviously, the whole world stood still. But uh, is it, uh, is, should everyone kneel on the opposing team? The question of the day, and maybe I should pose the same question when Jeff uh, continues his Friday uh, hotline uh, sports show. Uh, with the with the Watertown sports writer, which is a good show, uh, and I'm glad. You know, at the beginning, I was unsure if people would like it, and really, you know. But Jeff, of course, no matter what he does, uh, the show, of course, interviews uh, at the podium, run for mayor, uh, talk about politics, talk about sports. It's all good, and I'm so glad that we can provide these two shows on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. I really am. I I mean that wholeheartedly, uh, because when I travel around. Uh, even when I was in St. Louis, Kansas City, it just kind of tuned into the local stuff very briefly in the hotel room. And you just get a sense that everything has just been margin. Just, everything is just the same. And I don't know whether or not there is a Rush Limbaugh of St. Louis uh, that talks on a uh, talk show every, every day at noon or, for that matter, any other uh, city and or podunk town in America. But what I do know is that we are, uh, in the whole scheme of things, a really, really small market. We're like ranked about 270th of the of the markets that are actually you know that show in, uh, that are ra- ranked and rated, uh, courtesy of Nielsen Arbitron. So to be a part of this, uh, was, you know, just for one hour day, Monday through Friday, the consistency of it, people at the end of their day tuning in. I know some people say I'm at a certain point in my ride home when I when I'm listening to a certain part of the show or during the uh, the opening jingle. I'm on the bridge. I remember years ago someone said. This was when I was here before. <clears throat> this one woman was crossing over the uh, Court Street Bridge. She says just at a certain point of the intro is when she just gets to the bridge. I, f- I find that fascinating. And today I spoke to someone in the medical community, and I didn't know her, uh, but you know, she introduced herself to me in a, in a business meeting. She says, I listened to you on my way home. And so that's such a, such a cool thing. And again, so glad to be a part of this. Just as a little pe- piece of history, I bring this up every now and then. Uh, the, the origins of this show started in August of 2001, just weeks before 9-11, uh, when, for the most part, I, w- I would be the sit-in for, Je- for Jeff. It was either myself or Joe Brosk. Uh, and then, back, you know, this was back in the 90s, and I kept uh, kind of asking uh, then-owner Dave Mance, you know, geez, you're, you're repeating the hotline show at 5 o'clock. You're already taking up that hour. And by the way, this was before Hannity went syndicated up here. This is a long time ago. And, uh, and he says, all right, Glenn, man, I'll give you a show. At the end of the day, at the end of the business day, obviously, you know, typically 5 o'clock, you're 9 to 5 scenario, uh, although we get earlier. I mean, radio hours are different than that. Nonetheless, 5 o'clock is essentially the end of the business day. And like I said, Jeff, uh, Jeff's hotline was being broadcast or repeated at 5 p.m. So I thought it would be, wow, that would be a good time slot to do yet another live show. Uh, so that, at that juncture, Dave went with it, and uh, it's been that way on and off, if you will, for the last, let's do the math here, over 21 years. So, yes, last month, I might have mentioned it. So it started uh, late August, and I might have mentioned it. It was essentially the 21st year, but minus four years <laughs> uh, and uh, nine months back in 04. So, but it's been a long time. So, anyway, uh, happy to be here and uh, happy to bring you uh, something for your ride home or whether or not you're making dinner. Or uh, maybe you're watching The Five on the Fox and listening to me at the same time. If so, you're ambidextrous. You're ambi-ish, whatever. You can hear two things or watch two things at the same time. God bless you. So the weighted fish story. Sorry for the, for the uh, long video there. But check that out because I'm sure the moment when the crowd found out. And by the way, from the looks of the video, it wasn't exactly the biggest crowd. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they were, they were uh, definitely humbled at that point, I'm sure. So embarrassing for 
and a news junkie. Uh, no news is good news. I was watching the Tucker Carlson show last night. He kind of broke in with a breaking news story. And uh, that's when it was alerted that a missile 600 miles in space uh, uh, was launched from North Korea. Uh, Kamala Harris's friends. Uh, and then it happened to go over the island, you know, the mainland of, uh, of Japan. So out of precaution, they put, sent off the alarms. That must be pretty scary, especially in Japan, because that's the last time, the only time it ever happened there. And it happened twice, and now you got this maniac with these threats. The fifth missile launched just in the last five weeks. This is the first one that went over Japan since 2017. So there you have it. Uh, so the fi- phone lines are open, 755-1240, 755-1240. If you have a fish story where someone weighted the fish with, with, uh, with, with, with any type of weights, or anything crazy like that, share it with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, other things happening in the world. Um, that's about it, folks. Good night. I'll see you later. Uh, no, that's a, I mean, no news is good news, other than I thought that I could tell everyone that the big debate was going to be tonight. And it wasn't until, like, you know, a couple hours ago I realized that was, I was mistaken. So, one, sorry for the, mis- the, the disinformation, whatever which way you want to talk about it or refer to it. Uh, it's tomorrow. Why do I say that's big? I, I say it's big because really at this point, it's the only political campaign that's really going on right now. Uh, Castelli the other day uh, put up a, po- uh, a banner on, on Twitter, at least five times. He's still, I, I, I noticed the count, his account today and yesterday. He's still saying that he's one point behind uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. And he told me that there was a, uh, he, he did it himself throughout his own independent organization. They conducted the poll themselves. And he says, well, it's, I, I credit someone in the bottom right. And I, so and sure enough, I looked at it. I, I, I did a quick uh, or a screen frame of it on my phone, and I blew it up to 95%. I still couldn't read it. But my point is this. With all the stuff that broadcasters have to do, whenever somebody even thinks about running a campaign these days, we have to notify the, uh, the FCC about that. We have to jump through hoops in so many respects, not just politically, but with disclaimers, uh, bank no- things that we you know that uh, when when car dealers, for instance, promise this and that and the other thing, we have to scrutinize that with disclaimers. Somehow or other, people running for Congress can run their own polls and throw it up there like it's like it's, it's the truth. He, the the poll he put up there said he was up he was down excuse me he was losing which you might suspect of course by one point, and it's like that's crazy. I and I, I felt like uh, uh, Fredo in, in The Godfather. Bo loves the business. Like that can't be true. Well, it can't be true either. Uh, so that was Friday's show. Uh, that was uh, uh, my challenge to Matt. His answer was pretty lame, but nonetheless. Uh, we probably will talk to Matt at some time or another before the general election, and hopefully we'll have the opportunity to talk to a sitting congressperson, uh, Elise Stefanik, before her realm is up, or certainly before Election Day, because we still have a part of this audience, and for that matter, online, that lives in her district uh, beyond uh, December 31st. And we would like to have the honor of speaking to Elise uh, because it's, I will never forget the time she came here, what, 10, 12 years, 10 years ago, when she first ran. And look where she is today. Number three in line as far as uh, the House of Representatives. Quite, uh, quite an accomplishment. Quite an accomplishment indeed. So that, getting back to my original point, uh, the debate is, right, is essentially all we have between Susan Duffy and, uh, I was going to say Mark Wolzik, and, of course, uh, 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 Scott Gray. That's tomorrow. If there's anything else I'm missing, I don't know if there's any debates between... Uh, Costelli or, or, or Stefanik for that matter and I don't know if Steve Holden's got a debate set up 
with with uh, with with Claudia Tenney. And if so, someone tell me because I'm not seeing it online. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. What about our city manager quitting? Yeah, well, I am so sorry. You're absolutely right. And someone raised the question. Now we should go to a strong mayor, which I think is jumping the gun. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Let me just refresh this. Is it on? Let me let me ask you. Is it on face? Uh, check that news junkie. I haven't. Because um, I, I, I was looking. It over on I news just junkie, refreshed but it. Did yeah. you hear what he said about only? What did he say? He was the most disruptive, <laughs> not destructive, disruptive council person that he has seen in 30 years. And he said, he, you know, just about what he said was, he can't take it no more. Really? And um, they even, they hinted towards, they didn't say, uh, like the mayor didn't say only, but he hinted towards it. So, you know, I've been saying this from the start. Right. From the very start with only, he's a troublemaker. And now he really proves it. And just like uh, Nick Mick said, right. every time we tried to do something, his face was in there. Now, this guy came out of nowhere right. with a very small vote. He has no experience in anything. And he, I guess he thought he was going to be the um, savior of, of this city. You know how when you get a new employee and they really want to look good and they're going, uh, you know, extra and extra, and then the other employees finally get mad at them, mm -hmm. you know, and just because he's trying to prove something. Right. And um, this is the same way I, I feel with Only. And like I said, he's been a troublemaker for a long time, and he proved it. Now let me let me, let me, let me no stay, ahead, stay right there. Mayor Smith and City Attorney Rob Sly said, uh, both said Councilman uh, Cliff Only's behavior prompted Mr. Mix's uh, resignation. So mixed it, I, and I, maybe you said that correctly, and I misinterpreted you. I thought you said Mr. Mix uh, said that about Only. So uh, am I right or wrong on that? From the way I'm reading this. Well, he said it, he was the most disruptive. Gotcha. Council person he's ever seen. Okay. All right. All right. He said we could never. And then a woman called in mm -hmm. and said that she watched every meeting on her computer. Right. And she said that they could not have a meeting with Olney. Hmm. He, he was a disruptive uh, man on every subject that they had. Wow. Every subject. That's close. So <laughs> you got, you know, the we got what the people voted for. Right. And Joe uh, Biden we're stuck with water for a few more years. Yeah. And uh, I said that he ought to be ashamed of himself just the way he acts. Thanks, Craig. Thank you, my friend. Okay, all right. Well, let me, I, as, he was, as he was talking, I'm reading the article, this according to Craig Fox in the Watertown Daily Times, to be very transparent. Mayor Smith and City Attorney Robert Sly both said Councilman Cliff Olney's behavior prompted Mr. Mix's resignation. Mr. Sly said to Councilman, now this is where there's com some confusion, I believe, on the part of the caller, but this is the way I read it. Mr. Sly, our, our, the city attorney, said that the Councilman has been mis micromanaging Mr. Mix. Mr. Only was elected to council just this past November. Mr. Sly also said he thinks Mr. Only believes in his approach, but is instead a destructive force. He added that there has been no one more destructive than Mr. Only in his 30 years as city attorney. He added that Mr. Only has, so that's, that's, that's uh, Sly saying that. But he added that Mr. Lonely has caused morale problems among city staff. I can't believe I didn't open up the show with this baby. 
Welcome to the Live at Five show. Glenn wasn't paying attention, Glenn Man. <clears throat> he added that Mr. Only has caused moral, mor uh, morale problems among city staff by making disparaging remarks, including uh, to people in the Code's office, engineering department, the district attorney office, and the city court judge, and the city mascot. <clears throat> I added that. Mr. Only, Mr. Only said Mr. Mix has not been in his crosshairs. And I quote, that was not the case, Cliff said. He left council chambers before. Oh, crap. I just lost the story. That's the most significant story ever, and I just lost it. Now I got to go back. Just uh, let me put some music on for you. Just scrolling down the road. I can't believe I did that now. Okay. So uh, I said, Mr. Mayor. Blah, blah, blah. So, wow, this is big. Mr. Sly said, uh, Mr. Mix is in the top in the class of all city managers he worked with. Mr. Mayor, uh, Mayor Smith said that he's been talking with Mr. Mix last week nearly every day, trying to convince him to stay. Oh, wow. Sorry. He thanked Mr. Mix for stepping into the role of 2020 and for caring so much about the community. I can't believe no one's calling. Councilwoman Lisa A. Ruggiero during open session implored him to stay. But Mr. Mix said in his mind was pretty much set. That's a big, that's a big dollar amount, too, by the way. For up here, at least. He declined to comment about Mr. Only and didn't go into detail about why he is leaving. What's done, uh, th this is what he did say out of uh, Marcel Marseille. What's done is done, he said. Well, there you go. He had other people s uh, speak on his behalf. So let's see if there's any comments. Uh, be the first to comment. Wow. Is this story hot off the, no, no. It's, it came out at, uh, this morning at 8.06 and somehow the yours truly didn't check it out. So here's my first question. Uh, is it true? Is, would that be the reason why, I mean, uh, Ken Mix didn't say this. We can't, you know, we can't, you know, we don't have 100% proof. But based on what, of course, Mayor Smith is saying and Attorney Sly is saying very candidly and, and being very outspoken that, yes, there's probably a correlation behind someone that's at first was the city manager here for many years, did a lot of great service to the city, become city manager, what, a little more than two years ago, and now look this. Cliff only takes over and essentially through his so-called micromanagement, uh, that's the claim at least, has chased Mix, uh, uh, Ken Mix out of his job. A lucrative job in northern New York. I don't know if Ken is a native up here, but he's been here a long, long time. So here's my point. Uh, he's got a lot that he's accomplished. He's a great man. He's highly respected. People begged him to stay, like a Frankie Valley song. Did he sing that? Anyway, he's not. So that is a high level of I don't want to do this anymore. And that in itself, we've all been in a position in a job that might pay us well. We might like co our coworkers and so forth. We might like the, the commute back and forth to work and all, all the other benefits that come with it. But we, in, we still, that is outweighed by the person you, or one person that you have to work with. It could be your boss, your supervisor, or maybe someone beneath you or someone on a parallel. You know what that feeling is for that to happen to walk away from a job. Being a city manager in this city, he should have been a city manager years ago. And now he's walking away because he, he, he felt compelled to because of, of the situation. That says a lot right there. And here's another suggestion. If Cliff wants to call in, if he's listening right now, uh, give us a call, Cliff. Tell us your side of the story. Because as you can clearly see, this article certainly points the finger at someone. All right, so let's do a commercial break. You're listening to the Live at Five show. We'll be back up to this. 94 Rock, WOT. Smooth sense available October 1st, 2022 through October 31st, 2022. 
So I'm on Facebook. Uh, I just ran over to News Junkie. And I'm just going to go to Cliff Only. See if he's got any mention of this. Post is, you know, Cliff is prolific at posting. Um, 16 hours. Oh, he had uh, live last night. Two days ago. Four hours ago. Well, sadly, uh, my daughter Marissa, this is what Cliff said, lost everything in Key West when the hurricane Ian unexpectedly with no advance warning caused a six-foot tidal wave. Well, that's sad. I didn't know about that. So maybe, you know, at this point we can't talk to a councilman Cliff. Uh, 22 minutes uh, before the hour. If you want to chime in, 755-1240. I guess no one really cares about the fact that Ken Mix is, is parting ways. Apparently, there was a discussion today also on the hotline show of, of introducing the, uh, the idea of a strong mayor, like in Oswego. Any, anybody out there? Anybody out there? Yeah, man. I can't play that too much. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg catches up to that through the algorithms. But anyway, uh, that's a big story. Notified city council yesterday in a one-paragraph letter. You know, it's, uh, by the way, just as a footnote, uh, typically I get a text from D- Donnie. provides so much information to me. Whether or not this was brought did they have a council meeting last night? Yeah, they did. Donnie would, would be there to like, send me a text, like, this is big news. When uh, Jesse Rocha uh, retired from uh, council, what, two years ago, or thereabouts, I, I got that notification from Donnie. You know, in one way or another, I don't think he texted it to me. But I would have gotten that text last night. And the reason why I didn't, and I failed to mention this, is that Donnie is down in Florida helping uh, people after Hurricane Ian, which is extraordinary. And, and he left, I believe, Sunday. And he's been down there the last couple of days helping people out. So Donnie's like the abominable snowman from, uh, from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He used to be the abom- abominable. <laughs> you know, then, then they took his teeth out. <clears throat> poor thing just minding his own business and then uh <laughs> then they chased him off a cliff actually he ran off a jumped off a cliff chasing everybody no he was forced to jump off a cliff by a bunch of munchkins and a couple of deer and a big guy that looks like mike white <laughs> yukon cornelius and at that point i remember watching rudolph when i was a kid i was so taken back by it, like oh my god cartoon characters die I'm dying. <laughs> like Garrett Morris inside it. Never mind. So that moment was so sad. Like, oh, God. It was bad enough watching the drummer boy when the parents get killed in the beginning. You know, CBS doesn't stop showing that years ago. It's way too much violence. Got to have Queen Latifah on instead. Wow, she's terrible. Anyway, uh, what was I just talking about? Yeah, so yeah, uh, uh, Donnie, you know, used to be the guy that, you know, essentially would get on everyone's back about you know flat earth and he still does that then he was running for council saying vote for donnie donnie for you know and he was getting somewhat annoying and then you know not for nothing i came on board right around the same time tamed you know tamed him to some degree i'm like rudolph <laughs> i'm like yukon cornelius and uh, now donnie can you know we could bring donnie to parties he could he, he, he could put the star on top of the christmas tree look what look what donnie can do ding Oh, you know, one of those. So Donnie's down in Florida right now taking care of business, helping people. He's like Jimmy Carter, rebuilding. And who knows? Uh, he might find a community down there. 
quite frankly, Donnie would do really well down there. He's, he's, a, he's a tradesman. He, he, he works with his hands. He's like Jesus. <laughs> he could build things like a carpenter. And Donnie could be, uh, you know, the new, the new uh, savior down in, wh- where is he at? He's down there, I believe. I don't think he's in Fort Myers. In fact, the place he was working on didn't look any different than a house you'd see on Route 3. But that's me. <laughs> I mean, I, I looked at his Facebook page today, and I was like, well, that's nice. And, you know, it looked like, you know, the place he was working on, like, might have lost a couple of shingles here and there. But no different than something you'd see on, you know, Route 11 or anywhere in the town of Lyme. But uh, anyway, Donnie, congratulations. I don't know if he's listening. He hasn't called in the last couple of days. But here's my point. Don't be surprised if Donnie doesn't come back. You know how many Donnies they need down there that they'll pay good money to, just to put build, rebuild or just to clean things up? I don't think you even, even have to know a trade at this point. You just got to know how to you know, move stuff. So Donnie down in Florida. Uh, and, as a result, and here it is. I'm blaming Donnie for not knowing essentially the biggest story of the, day, of, the, of the month, albeit today is October 4th. By the way, today is my brother Brian's birthday. Wish him happy birthday. He's also... Uh, the uh, 65th, I know this because every time Brian has a birthday, it's also the anniversary of Sputnik. Uh, the, the, sat- the Russian satellite was launched on this day, October 4th, 1957. And uh, there go, uh, at that point, the, the space uh, race was official on this day 65 years ago. You don't really see that celebrated because it wasn't our accomplishment. You know how uh, there's so much whitewashing going on and CRT and all this other stuff. There's a lot of other things going on, too. Uh, other people's history is being lost, too. Uh, you won't re- you, no one's going to remind you that today was the first day that Sputnik went in space. And for the most part, it's because we didn't do it. <coughs> but today was the day that Russia did that. So anyway, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think it's the biggest story of the day. Um, uh, and, you know, Ken Mix leaving and our city attorney saying uh, he's, uh, he knows why. And so does our mayor, and and Lisa Ruggiero. All of them try to convince them to stay to stay here. I, w- I wonder if at, at any given time we'll give you more money. Please, you got to stay here. We don't want to go through another process of getting another city manager where we have to have some like uh, you know wine soiree at the zoo. You know, bring in Fred and the Eds so we can lure someone up here so we can hand them one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year. Is a is a strong mayor the answer though? We'd run into situations like they did in Oswego. You know, once you, once, you get a ma- once you get one person running things. By the way, if we do get a strong mayor, that could be, you watch, it could be Cliff only. And, and again, they would have to go through some type of, you know, a, a process to, to change this. It would have to be put on the ballot. It wouldn't happen overnight. But uh, Cliff only's political career just started. So it's very possible if you, if you switch to a, a strong mayor. And, and, and Cliff, regardless of what other people feel about him, including the establishment, and they have their reasons. And Ken Mix clearly has his reasons for leaving a very good job. Uh, but there are still a lot of supporters for Cliff only in this town. I, I, first of all, I, and I don't know if Mayor Jeff Smith is going to leave. And if he does, people would say, well, it's probably because of Cliff. Or he's done his time. He's one and done, just like uh, Joe, Joe uh, Jr. before him. And, of course, he's been doing a service now for many, I'm talking about Jeff now, for many years as a council person. So maybe it is time for him to leave. For, I, and this is his own decision, by the way. And, but people would, would claim that he's leaving early or after one term because of Cliff. It's just a, just a thought. It's just me talking, nobody else. So at that point, obviously, the shoe in clearly, 
would be, I mean, we know who's going to run for mayor, and that would be Lisa. I can't talk on behalf of Lisa Ruggiero, but, you know, it's possible that Lisa would, would be the next mayor. And if so, and if somehow or other we, we get this strong mayor idea going, and, and that, what was it, Ryan, Ryan Wilkerson, he was the guy, he was such an advocate for that. When, even before he ran, as he was running for council, he was, he was uh, lobbying for that. And by the way, he left after one uh, four-year t- uh, term. And I, and I don't blame any of these people for doing that. I guess it's a, it's, it, it's a lot different when you get there. But now it's a completely different story. That said, Patrick Hickey, he's going he's gonna to run next year. Cliff doesn't bother him. Lisa Ruggiero, she's not, like I said, she's going to be mayor. But will other people want to run for city council knowing that, you know, there's, there's a, you know, based on what Attorney Sly is saying, there's a morale problem happening in City Hall. Our city managers walking away as a result of it. That's incredible. Anyway, no one cares. This is like a, a, a Watertown Cyclone game. Hey, so Watertown's on the one-yard line. They're going to win this game. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Anyway, let's do a break. It's uh, 14 minutes before the hour. We'll be back. There's a lot of things. All right, we're back. Everybody. All right, uh, wait, let me turn this off. Okay, so I got this queued up here. And this has nothing to do with what I was talking about, but this is Cliff uh, two days ago. City uh, uh, Cliff only for Watertown City Council uh, responding to the debate over whether or not the north side uh, needs a Watertown pool. That issue back again on the table. And uh, I know I was reading about a news junkie. Let's see what he says. Some of you would probably be surprised that I'm actually up at this time in the morning. Yeah, so so he he recorded. It doesn't say. I can't read it here at least. But Cliff is very, again, he's prolific at a lot of things. Uh, Apparently getting in people's hair at City Hall. Uh, And he loves doing these, uh, these videos. And he's got a green screen. He's got it all set up at his house, I'm assuming. He doesn't position himself correctly. I'm assuming he's doing this from a laptop. He's not using a, uh, a, any type of tripod. So his head is appearing in the lower left quadrant. It looks kind of, you know, odd. But he's got graphics on it. Discover the uh, difference. He's, got a, he, he's working it, that's for sure. So whether or not this is... To talk about it, but I fell asleep last So he went on... By the way, this is the first 10 seconds. Believe me, I'm not going beyond this. But this particular live... Uh, he did, this is the debate over the north side pool. He did it in the wee hours of the morning, apparently. And it goes on for almost an hour, 54 minutes. Night while watching the Lord of the Rings at about 11 o'clock. And so I woke up at uh, well, about an hour ago. So. <laughs> so anyway, no mention about uh, Ken Mix. So, I, you know, there you have it. Uh, I, I would love to know what Cliff is thinking right now. I really would. Cliff and Cliff, if anyone knows him, just... You know, maybe it's too early. The announcement was just made yesterday. Ken Mix leaving. Glenn Curry didn't know about it for the first half of the show. And now I do. And no, it's no one's. St- no, uh, unless the phone. You know what? Maybe the phone lines aren't working. Maybe I should check out the phone. You know what? Yeah. I just realized this. Folks, if you're listening to the show, <laughs> my phone lines are up. It's like a toilet. Ah. Oh, okay, here's somebody. No one loves me anymore. Hi, you're in the air. What's happening? Hey, Glenn. Yes. Dr. Dick. Uh, how are you, sir? Not too bad. Hey, listen, um, oh, I watched a city council meeting last night. They were kind of 
fighting back and forth a little bit again. Well, yeah, no, but that's not the point. The thing is, did you hear? I, I you know, the, what what are your thoughts about Ken Mix leaving? Yeah, I I didn't know that, but I know that somebody questioned him. One of the people that was up there, open mic thing, questioned him about something with a contract and saying. Well, that contract wasn't even legal. You didn't even sign it. Is that right? And he goes, yeah, and that's the last thing I heard. Huh. Real? What? What? It just cut off at that point? Yeah. It was something about somebody on Jefferson Street. Um, no, it didn't cut off, but it was just something on Jefferson Street. A guy, the house was a dump next to him, and they and they gave him time. Yeah, right. That guy's called in on this show. Yeah, yeah. He, we, we know about his situation, if I'm thinking about the right guy. Yeah. Well, may, okay, listen, I get, now finally the phones are working, whichever people are responding. So, But uh, thanks for that, Rich. And I didn't know who uh, who was, but thank you for calling in, my friend. Yeah, I'm calling from Rome, New York. That's where I am. Oh, okay. All right, that's why. All right, thanks, my friend. We'll talk, talk. later. All right, talk Bye. to you. Uh, hi, you're in the air. Oh, you got to watch that video of the fishing uh, cheating. <laughs> it's, it, they, they even stuck a, a fillet of a fish a, from another fish from a walleye. There's another fillet right. inside the fish that they shoved down his throat. So they uh, wh- these big, I guess, lead. I, they look like rocks. But can you, you know, tell me what part of the video it happens? Do you happen to know? I don't know. I just saw it on YouTube. They just showed somebody else was showing the video. Yeah, they must have showed uh, that particular sp- part. But yeah, the, they, if you, they were all screaming at him. It's, it was wild. It, uh, <laughs> were they really? Yeah, so they yeah, call the police. Yeah, it was. It was a wild scene. Wow! And so, they had five fish, and they put weights in all five. All five, and they would more than double the, the the next competitor. I mean, how could you be so stupid? And they were yeah, taking all that credit the, before. Because a fish has an when it has, has a length, there's an average weight for that length of fish. So, like having five fish that <laughs> are bulked up. Uh, and so, so what, here's what we're talking about. I saw, I opened up the show. Listen to me. Uh, and I, uh, these two guys went to this fishing tournament, and they weighed down their fish in order to win the tournament. And for the first, like, ten minutes of the video on, on this particular site on Breitbart, they're, they're asking them how they did it, what part of the lake did they go, what's their favorite tr- you know, stomping ground. And they're like, well, I want to thank this, my sponsors. And then at one point in this 20-minute or so video, uh, they, they, someone in the background must have been, you know, weighing them and cutting up the fish, and realized they weighted it down with weight, with metal weights. And you yep. saw, you saw the. So when people, how many people are actually from my video? It doesn't look like, like there were many people there. Were there people there? Well, the video never gives a wide shot. So okay, it's all you know, kind of close up, so you you, you can't really tell it because there's a lot of screaming. But uh, yeah, and they said that I, apparently they've been going all around the country. Uh, doing the same thing. Wow! They've been winning several, several <laughs> tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, so about like twenty-eight thousand dollars worth of prize money they've accumulated. Unbelievable! Uh, re- in recent year or months or whatever tournaments. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Really, all right. Well, if you could check that out. So well, let me ask you, SG. What are your thoughts about? You know, Cliff's a friend of yours. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, what 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 say you about all? Is he causing so much morale issues? At City Hall, that a guy making a pretty buck that you know and lived here for so many many years walks away from a job because he can't deal with Cliff. Is that true in your eyes? I I haven't I haven't talked to Cliff, so I don't know what's going on there. I know Ken, you know he he just he was retired. He didn't really want to come to work and back to work, but he did. So I just may have decided that you know retirement's you know looking a little better again. You know? Oh, that's true. That, that's, that's a good. That's point. A t- it's a tough job, you know. I mean. It doesn't have to be any particular thing. It can just be, you know, I, I've had enough of this, to this part in my life, and 
and that's it. By so, the way, do, mean, do we even have an assistant? Do we have an assistant right now where, you know, Ken was an assistant for many years. Do we have an assistant under Ken that could take the job over now? I don't know if we do or not. I really don't. If we do, we certainly I, don't hear about him. with the city stuff. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But, but uh, when, when he took it on, I, I, he didn't sound like he, this was his permanent gig he wanted anyways. He just took it on because they, the city needed him. Huh. And, and I don't know. It just might be too much. It might just be, you know, you, know, you get to a point in your life that you go, well, you know, I don't need this crab. <laughs> Well, let me ask you. I mean, you know, do you ever talk to Cliff about that? Like, hey, Cliff, lay off, you know, and then say, okay, uh, lay off the uh, the dog park, and then we'll lay off together. <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, if it's stuff that needs to be discussed, I mean, him and, like, I, the Bustler Accords didn't last long between him and Smith from the fair, you know, but. Yeah, well, uh, th- yeah, that, yeah, you, you're right, but, uh, you know, that, that, well, that was, it could have went both ways. Hey, look, if, if Michelle Capone wins, we're not talking about this right now. The, the alliance still goes in the other, fa- in the other direction. Uh, but, uh, right. you know, and then, and then of course, then Lisa, then Lisa, oh, that's nice. And then Lisa Ruggiero, of course, you know, went along with this new alliance. And uh, now we have this. Is, could that be the reason why Ken Mix is unhappy? Because of the new alliance right now. Not just Cliff. You'd have yeah, I, I really don't know what's up with, with Ken. You'd have to ask him. Because, you know, because guy, a guy like Ken Mix knows, I mean, talk about micromanagement, but he knows the cost, you know, uh, of what, what it takes to, to run a city. And he knows, like, if we're spending millions of dollars on things that, for the most part, and I'm not talking on behalf of Ken Mix, by the way, but he might look at this right. as like, wait a minute, I don't want to deal with this. This is good money going, throwing it bad. I'm out of here. Like you said, I was retired anyway. They brought me back from the dead like Michael Corleone, uh, like Tom Brady. And uh, I don't need this anymore. Um, but I remember his first meeting. He was like, uh, you know, I, I must be crazy coming in off retirement for this. <laughs> I can't do a nice backwards, but basically that uh, that was his thought process at that point. All right, there you go. You know, but, you by know, the way, is, mean, is Cliff in town or is he down in Florida? I don't know where he's at. I don't know. I haven't heard from Cliff for a while. I don't know what's going on. With him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he told me he was going to call me after last meeting, and. I, haven't heard from him since. So I, I probably give him a call here and, here and see what's going on. And by the, give you an update. Yeah. And by the way, what and this was announced last night during the council meeting that, that Ken was leaving. I didn't. I don't know. All I, right, I've so. been. See, I'm out of the loop. I, you know, once you, I'm telling you, yeah, when I'm, you I'm skip one hotline show. Forget it. Done to get out of here and right. and uh, yeah, uh, I, I put off even doing anything with the station the dog park because I just yeah, I much to do. I just you know, it's just. <laughs> Uh, is, are, are, uh, are the pads tough to get because they're sending them all down to Florida now after uh, Hurricane Ian? What do they call those things? Oh, the what? The, pa- get? Uh, the pads. What do they call them? It's a pod, the big box you leave in your driveway. What's the, what are those things called again? Oh, the pod? Oh, oh, yeah. No, no, I got one like the next day. Oh, really? Okay, because I know they're sending yeah, a lot yeah. of them down there. And, of course, I, I don't got, know if well, you... I got them before that happened, though, so I, you know, there was no hurricane when I got mine. Uh, you're right. So. Uh, so, and here's the other thing. Uh, we have to give kudos with kudos is deserved. Our friend uh, Donnie, uh, Flat Earth Donnie, is assisting people down in Florida as we speak. Oh, that's good. Yeah, sure. There you go. It's always good to help people. It's always good to help people. Of course, like I said, one of the houses he was helping looked like he was still in pretty relatively good shape. But that's me. That's me. Trapers. <laughs> I mean, every, it's sad to see houses decimated by anything. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, like, you know, all your, you know, memories gone 
in the heartbeat. It's, it's and of course, not to get political with less than a minute left, but if Kamala Harris had to say that uh, a lot of the monies or fundings were going to go to people uh, of color as opposed to the general population. What say you quickly about that, SG? I really don't know. Really, you, oh, lower no income. People, lower income oh, also, real quick, Kanye West uh, was wearing shirts with, uh, uh, what's the face there? Uh, anyway, his shirt said "White White People Matter." What say you about that? Is that is that is that legit? Uh, are the white elitists living in gay com- gated communities going to be upset about that? What say you? I think it's kind of silly, but you know, <laughs> white people have always mattered. That's the problem. Right, exactly. Well, <laughs> no, but when BLM came about, it wasn't necessarily the case. Well, SG, thank you very much. Thanks yeah, for the call. Yeah. That's SG here on the uh, Live at Five show. We are at the end of our ropes, folks, for a Tuesday edition. Tomorrow we talk to uh, Attorney Joe Stanley at the bottom of the hour. Until then, AM 1240 W8 in Watertown. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Recovery efforts are off to a rough start in Florida, nearly a week after Hurricane Ian. CBS's Christian Benavides.